4: Testing, testing, check, check. All right, so something's not right. But um, uh, yeah, so I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Scott Adams show today, and um, <clears throat> hopefully we'll not have so many problems that we've already started off the show with. But uh, so uh, Devin Archer uh, gave his testimony, and uh, we're going to go ahead and cover uh, much of that. Uh, the the testimony that he gave and some of the implications as to um, how it's going to play out into the fall. And I thought that uh, Jesse waters did a great job with his open uh, talking about when all of these things are going to start to unfold. And, you know, I think it's also interesting uh, because uh, with regard to what they're doing with Trump, Trump, they have nothing right? There's no evidence that Trump did anything wrong, particularly because of the Presidential uh, Protection Act, where he had every right to hold those documents for at least five years. And so Jack Smith's investigation on that doesn't seem to make any sense. And it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, too, because um, there are very rigged systems in D.C. Uh, with respect to the judges and the, the prosecutors and the jury pool uh, voting, having voted, you know, voted 95 percent against Trump. So it's going to be hard to to get a fair trial. That's to be sure. But. Um, well, we're going to go ahead and start to recite just a little bit about uh some of these things. Then we're gonna break it break it down and go into uh some of the um building blocks to what this is all about, this this pay to play in uh influence peddling scheme that the Biden crime family has been doing. And it's interesting also how the negative uh how the liberal media then uh spins it, spins it negative for Trump and positive for Biden, But uh, they're losing the the war because the polls indicate, Rasmussen poll just came out and said 65% of Americans believe that the Bidens uh, are, Joe Biden is directly involved in the influence peddling crimes. So that's a pretty significant poll. Um, But we're going to go ahead and uh, also cover a couple of other issues. So before we get into Devin Archer and and Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and the, the crime family, um, I also want to talk a little bit about um, a couple of other little quick tidbits that I wanted you to hear and share with you. One, it's interesting that Matt Gates retweeted Ilhan Omar in the last few hours, and she, They're in agreement. And frankly, I'm in agreement. So Ilhan Omar tweets this out. It's surprisingly one of the, you know, one of the fair and balanced things that she would ever say. So she actually retweets a Donald Trump uh, truth. So it's an image of a truth. Which is surprising enough that Ilhan Omar would do that. Because she hates Trump. So, Trump tw- truth this. He said, let them debate so I can see who I might consider for vice president. Basically, you know, uh, you have the best, now listen to all the rest, kind of thing. So, Elhan Omar t- responds to that comment, and she says, he knows he is the main character, and everyone is auditioning for supporting roles whether they know it or not. Wow. And Matt Gates responded to Dilhan Momar and said, she's right. So, you know, you got Vivek. <laughs> I'm going to be on a radio hit t- today. So uh, I'm going to be on the radio uh, as a guest somewhere today. And, um, and the person I'm going to be on with is a DeSantis guy. <laughs> you know, but... Uh, the polls indicate uh, that DeSantis is not going to do well. He's he's a lost cause. The polls don't support what DeSantis is doing. He should have waited his turn. And DeSantis is now not going to be picked as a VP. He could have he could have groomed it. He could have been so great in supporting Trump and remained governor of the you know and, and been the great governor that he's been in Florida. And he would have maybe been picked as the VP. And then that's, that was the roadmap I had laid out. Trump wins in 2024. DeSantis is the heir apparent. He gets 28 and 2032. And by 2036, our country is as great as Florida. I mean, that's kind of how I saw the whole thing playing out. That's, all, that's how I, if I was to write it out, the play you know if I was a, a coach for a football team and I was writing out a great play that would be the play that I would write out I would draw it up that way and hopefully we can execute that but we keep snatching defeat from the jaws of victory right I mean we keep on I always get that mixed up but we keep on screwing it up and it's just it's frustrating and you know democracy i guess you could say or the republic you know it's supposed to be frustrating that's why we have 535 individuals 100 in the senate 435 in the house that all have their own ideas and reflect you know basically their ideologies from their states and hopefully they're representing well their states and there are different needs for different states. We, we, it's a beautiful system, really, when you think about it. If it would just work the way it was written in the brochure, and by brochure I mean the Constitution, it would be nice. But world, the world is not perfect. No, not by any stretch. So, speaking of Ron DeSantis, though, Matt Gates called out Ron DeSantis. And so this guy tweeted out Peter Schorsch says reset Ron DeSantis <laughs> pen pen's letter to VP making sure controversy over Florida's black history standards extends into second week and I'm reading this Ron DeSantis governor July 31st 2023 it's dated writes this to Vice President Kamala Harris, the White House, Washington, D.C. Dear Madam Vice President, Florida is the number one state in the nation for education. We've achieved this, blah, 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 and it's five, four, four, four paragraphs long. And Matt Gates responds to this and says, Imagine being desperate enough to be thirsty for a Kamala visit. So he's asking Kamala Harris to come down. And he basically, in his letter, to sum, sum it up, because it takes too long to read, is making sure the controversy in Florida's black history standards extends into the second week. That's, that's creepy. I can't believe Ron DeSantis did that. So that's a little creepy right there. I like this clip here and again we're covering some some little tidbits. We're going to get uh today's show is going to be mostly on Devin Archer, his testimony, the Biden crime family. We're going to check out Jesse Waters open. So that's those are the things of what we're going to do today, but I also have some surprise um some really good clips and audio clips that I'm hoping that we can get to. And it's going to be um, covering some globalist crap, COVID stuff. Um, but from an angle that you may not have heard, it's, uh, it's not going to be science. It's going to be about how they knew that this thing was going to happen and how they used the COVID uh, to advance their World Economic Forum goals, their globalist goals. Their globalist tyranny. So that's going to be on the tail end. I'm saving that for last in case we run out of time. We don't cover it. We'll cover it tomorrow or whatever. But today it's going to be mostly about Devin Archer. All right. But this clip here is kind of interesting. Um, it's, well, it's just fun to hear because it makes so much sense. And it's a doctor. And basically this doctor is saying what we all know. But it's good to hear it because we need reinforcement. Not that we need reinforcement that there are only two sexes and that God created perfection, but um, <laughs> but we do need to hear it in this time, day and time, because we have to know that a lot of these a lot of this effort is not going down in vain. We are being heard, we are being listened to, and we are making a difference. Um, we might be right now a David and Goliath situation where we're going against the beast. But I got another tidbit that says that Bud Light has given up on ever returning to their profits. That's a a win for the middle class against global tyranny and the demoralization tactics that they have been using. But let's just take a listen to this quick thing. Sex is clearly binary. Declaring oneself to be otherwise is a distortion of reality. Duh. (laughs) You don't need to be a scientist to figure that out, right? Let's take a listen.
0: Sex really is binary. There's no question about it. You're either male or female. And it's absolutely clear. You can do it on gamete size. You can do it on chromosomes. To me, as a biologist, distinctly weird. People can simply declare, I am a woman though I have a penis. Helen, what do you think lies behind this odd distortion of reality?
2: I would say that when I started to write about it first, I quickly realised that this wasn't treated the same way as anything else, like just asking very obvious questions, like, um, don't you think that if we allow people to self-identify their sex, this will lead to, for example, destroying women's sports or putting rapists in women's jails? People would turn this back on me and say, you think that trans people are predators, you're a bigot. What we were talking about here was an intensely linguistic movement. There isn't a sense in which a man can become a woman, except linguistically. Like, yes, okay, he can have operations. Most trans people don't have any operations, don't take any medicine. But that doesn't change your sex.
4: That was, I think, by far the best uh, 57 seconds that I have ever heard on that subject. And I encourage every one of you, to, to, if you didn't get it all, play it back because I like the use of the term, the language that they were using to explain it. She covered it so quickly. You know, she basically ruining women's sports overnight, sending uh, predators and rapists into women's jails. Um, But then also talking about this as being purely linguistic, Uh, you know, removed from all fact or, or, um, science right and that uh simply declaring yourself you know a superhero is fantasy land i mean children do it um and that's really i i think one of the biggest problems but what we're finding out is that some of these people with these childlike minds you know these people with the green and purple and pink hair and the the piercings all over their face and and cisgender, that, and, you know, 57 different flavors of of gender. These people are teaching your children. They're advocating for these books. And when you decide that you don't want to have your child reading a book about, you know, sex in all kinds of sick ways, you're called a book-burner. It just doesn't make any sense. Censoring sexual materials to protect your children. But then we also have this other thing about the gender mutilization. You know, I mean, this is getting real. Records are being broken on the women's athletic thing, weightlifting and and cycling and running and all kinds of things. And again, you never see it the other way. There's never a woman that transitions to be a man and then decides to try to compete with the men. It just never happens. You never see it. And of course, we know why it's so obvious. It's pretty sick. So as I mentioned, Bud Light distributors no longer expect... This is New York Post. They're waving the white flag. Bud Light distributors no longer expect sales to recover from Dylan Mulvaney disaster. Dylan Mulvaney's that <laughs> dude that became a pixie girl, uh, wanted to be a pixie girl and portrayed portrayed the role of a childlike girl. And then all of a sudden, I think, fell in love with a woman, called herself a lesbian, and says to her father that she wants to have a baby. But not with, with a biological female that... He's, you know, sleeping with, I mean, doing it too, but unbelievable that, no, he's going to have the baby, is what he said. It's twisted. It's twisted. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. I never thought in my lifetime that I would ever have conversations or ever, ever think that this was, this would even have to be a, an issue that you would put on the plate to debate. Like this is on the ticket, right? For debate. Uh, unbelievable that we're even talking about this with any, anything of ration. Like it's it's so far removed from reality. Why are we talking about it? Speaking of that, by the way, there's another story where they're actually pushing. They're actually pushing space. Uh, the uh, the um UFOs. They're suggesting that the UFOs are related to climate. All right. So I got got to have you listen to this before we get to Devin Archer, before we get to Hunter Biden, before we get to the testimony and all that, because that's going to be great too. Got to listen to this. Now they're claiming that the aliens, remember that alien committee hearing last week? They're now going to take that and... Twist that around to make that a climate problem. Also, with student loan forgiveness, the Democrats are coming out with a new bill that basically says that uh, they're going to go ahead and offer student loans interest-free. The Department of Education is going to get involved and take the money that you spend into the coffers of the student loans, invest it in bonds, and the interests will neutralize each other out. But don't be fooled because it's just a ruse, because uh, they can then get to student loan forgiveness um, from that particular perspective. And what's interesting about that is you got to know that this whole thing about trans and LGBTQ, I mean, there's no wonder that like Brown is like 30, you know, thirty eight percent gay. The Ivy League school, Brown, um, that that Ivy League school. So they're they're having a a demoralizing impact on that generation, uh, the uh, Generation Z or whatever it is. But the college-educated voters is what they're going after. And they're they're pushing this trans, and they're pushing this. You know, 10, 20 years from now, these kids are going to look back And they're going to realize how foolish they were, but it doesn't matter because they're going to win these elections if they have their way with these weak-minded individuals that, that are basically being herded like sheep, you know, because of their groupthink mentality. And that's a problem. That's a real problem. It's a real thing. And, you know... The Democrats have been buying voter blocks since the 60s with the civil rights legislation, right? Wasn't it Linda B. Johnson that said we were going to own those? And then he said the N-word for the next 200 years because we're going to keep on giving them the gravy train. And they were trying to do it with the Hispanic group. And they're now trying to do it with this young college educated group saying we're the ones fighting for your free education, Never never mention the fact that nothing is ever free and somehow someone's going to pay. It always is. The banks aren't giving loans out for free, especially to people with, you know, humanity studies that can't find a job and are living at home and can't pay their student $100,000 student loan debt. All right, let's take a listen to this. This is hard to believe, but this is what they're doing now with this um, UFO business.
2: If you'll indulge me, I'd like to read two pages from advice from the extraterrestrials. Yes, it's true that we have been in contact with your government and heads of power. It is also true that we have been in con. It is also true that agreements have been made and kept secret from your people. It is also true that in the past some of your people have lost their lives or have been badly hurt to protect the secret. Our hands had no part in this. We contacted your leaders because your planet is in grave trouble. Your leaders said the vast majority of your population wasn't ready for anything like us yet. So we made time agreements with your leaders as to when your people would be made aware of our presence. Your air, your water are contaminated. Your forests, jungles, trees, and plant life are dying. There are several breaks in your food chain. You have an overwhelming amount of nuclear and biological weapons, which include nuclear and biological contamination. Your planet is overpopulated. Warning, it is almost to the point of being too late, unless your people act. There are better ways of deriving energy and food needs without causing your planet any damage. Those in power are aware of this and have the capability of putting these methods into worldwide use. Those in power view it as a military and security threat. That upset me. You mean to tell me that the people in power have the ability to save and better the planet and they aren't doing it? Amnesty. What do you mean? Complete amnesty to those in power. Governments and leaders who have been suppressing the truth that they can't be held liable for any past wrong deeds It is the only way these leaders can come forward with the truth It is necessary that you do this in order to work together and survive That's one way to sell it right makes (laughs) That is
4: just cuckoo land stuff, right? I don't buy any of that for one Second so that's just insane, though, that that would get a platform. And you should see the people listening. Like, they're not laughing. They're like all serious-minded people. That guy himself was probably in his near, you know, late 60s. Wearing a suit in a committee hearing of some sort. It's unbelievable that this is the kind of conversations that we are having. You know, John Kerry comes out and basically says we need to destroy agriculture to protect our food supply. <laughs> Think about that. We're going to destroy our entire ability to make food to save the environment, which will ultimately save our food supply. Are you kidding me? John Kerry said that. I I, I don't have the audio clip for today. I'm sure I'll play it for you. Uh, Maybe maybe tomorrow. But uh, it is insane when you think about the things that are coming out of these people's mouth. It's maddening. It's maddening. And uh, one of the things tricks that they're doing with climate is ever wondered how they manipulated climate data by strategically placing the majority of temperature sensors near asphalt runways at airports. That's like arguing that the vaccines are safe and effective because your favorite Hollywood actor told you so. So basically, they're putting them in really hot places. And, you know, if that even impacts the temperature by, uh, you know, a half a degree, they're going to call that a, like a we were right kind of thing. Oh, and one other news story. Ukraine doctors are making a fortune illegally trafficking organs, some as much as $40,000 a month. So think about that the next time you send a check to Ukraine. (laughs) A formal investigation was opened after the discovery of a racket in which stolen organs were flown from Lviv by helicopter and offered for sale elsewhere. So Ukraine is likewise mired by black markets for organs, which has been driven by dire poverty. In 2001, Ukraine doctors earned just $40 per month. But with each trafficked organ, they could earn as much as $4,000 per organ. These things don't ever stop happening. They just get more sophisticated and hidden, per the global Globe and Mail. All right. What else we got here? Shame, fear meant even uh, rich and powerful didn't admit. Shame and fear meant even rich and powerful didn't admit they'd been debunked until Farage broke the story. So basically, Nigel Farage got his bank account shut down, but more and more wealthy people are coming forward saying this is happening to me, too. All right. Um, all right. So here's the thing. We're going to save the COVID thing for later. Um, we have a testimony here uh, from James Comer. We also have one from Chad Pergin. Um And I'm going to go ahead and start with this one here. I'll say, boom, in spring of 2014, then-Vice President Joe Biden attended a business dinner with his son, Hunter, and his associate at Cafe Milano in Washington, D.C. Elena Baturina, a Russian oligarch uh, who is the widow of the former mayor of Moscow, attended the dinner. Turns out she's the only one of the wealthy billionaire oligarchs that didn't get sanctioned by the Biden administration.
3: Archer testified that Hunter put his father, then the vice president, on the speakerphone more than 20 times. Now, Archer testified that President Biden was there to sell the brand. But why is it that
1: the mayor of Moscow's wife gave the Biden family three and a half million dollars? I think Putin now would be willing to probably give that answer. I'm sure he knows.
3: We've also learned that in 2014, President Biden, then the vice president, attended a business dinner at Cafe Milano in Washington, D.C., with the widow of the former Moscow mayor, who was also an oligarch. But when President Biden was in office, they never put sanctions on that particular oligarch. Let him explain
1: where did, because Chris Wallace wouldn't let me ask the question. Why did the mayor of Moscow's wife give the Bidens, both of them, three and a half million dollars? That's a lot of money. She gave him three and a half million dollars. So now I would think for the answer to that, I think you should release it. I think we should know that answer.
2: Now, yeah, you won't get the
1: answer from Ukraine, but why are they giving somebody who knows nothing about energy one hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars a month, plus a three million dollar upfront payment.
4: Right. Uh, I don't know why Putin wouldn't release that information. Um, maybe because you don't release your cards. You know your your leverage. Once you give up your leverage, but there's so much leverage. They have they have more leverage. So, maybe you know it's because Putin wants Biden to be president uh, because he can get away with so much. Um who knows? But uh here is James Comer, uh chairman of the oversight committee, uh giving some testimony here.
0: Well Devin Archer testified that they were influence peddling. We've wondered what the business was. I suspected it was influence peddling, but we heard today from someone on the inside it was influence peddling. They sold Joe Biden That's what the business was. And Joe Biden himself talked to every single person that that has wired money to the Bidens. I mean, you've got a situation here where you look at those people who were wiring the money. uh, A lot of those people aren't the most credible people in their countries. There are a lot of people who are in a lot of trouble in many of these countries who were sending wires to the Biden family. They needed help. They needed help from the government. That's why they paid the Biden family. They were influence peddling. And what Jim Jordan just mentioned, the, the Farrah violation, that's Foreign Agents Registration Act, we know that Hunter Biden has violated that. Even the judge in Delaware last week cited that as one reason why she rejected the sweetheart plea deal. But what this did today, in my opinion, is open the door. Did Joe Biden violate the Foreign Agents Registration Act? Because he was an active participant in in at least one deal we know of with, with the Burisma deal. He was actively participating in doing a benefit to this foreign agent for this foreign country. And he was withholding American tax dollars in the form of foreign aid for that. I mean, this is very serious. Today took a huge step towards implicating Joe Biden in many of these crimes. We're going to continue to press forward and...
4: All right, so, and here's what, here's, you know, that all happened in December 2015. There was a dinner in Dubai with the Brisma folks, and they called Joe Biden. And just a few days later, still in December 2015, uh, Joe Biden has this conversation with Poronchenko. Yesterday,
5: I met me with the general prosecutor, Shockey. Uh, yes. And despite of the fact that we did not have any corruption charges, we don't have any information about the, so, he doing something wrong. I especially ask him to resign.
1: I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was about six hours. I looked. I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money.
5: And one hour ago, he brought me
2: the written uh, statement of his resignation. Great. And this is my second step for keeping my promises.
1: I agree. Oh, son of a bitch. you fired.
3: Will there come a time when you have to say to President Zelensky that the United States
1: cannot support his country any longer? Thank you. We are going to support Ukraine as long
4: as it takes. Well, as long as it takes, because it's if he doesn't support Ukraine for as long as it takes, Ukraine speaks. Ukraine gets rid of Biden and gets an, another, you know, it's, it's extortion. You either give us all this money, and it's not about the war. It's about giving me the money, giving middle-class taxpayers, American taxpayers, give me their money. Give it to me. That's it. Boom. I want their money. I want to buy that boat. I want to buy that mansion in Naples, Florida. I want to buy that. You know, it's all of that. It's not about the war. The war is a, a part of it, but uh, this war could have easily been avoided in Ukraine. It's total BS. It's unbelievable corruption. Now, I got a pay attention to this. I want you to hear this clip here. This is uh, Hunter Biden and uh, i got to pay attention because there's a couple of curse words in here.
1: I get calls from my father to tell me that the New York Times is calling, but my old partner Eric, who literally has done me harm for I don't know how long, is the one taking the calls because my father will not stop sending the calls to Eric. I have another New York Times calling about my representation of the literally dr patrick co the of china who started the company that was my partner who was worth 323 billion dollars found it it is now missing the richest man in the world is missing who was my partner He was missing since I last saw him in his $58 million apartment and signed a $4 billion deal to build the fucking in the world.
4: Liquid natural natural gas.
1: I am receiving calls from the Southern District of New York, from the U.S. Attorney himself. My best friend in business, Devin, has named me as a witness without telling me. In a criminal case, and my father without telling
4: me and my father right so that's uh kind of interesting and then after a judge threw out Devin Archer's conviction in 2018 Hunter Biden responded to Archer saying I swear to God we'll have the last laugh I liked you better as a felon and you know it so they were getting Devin Archer off as far as they could but uh Here's an FBI, former FBI assistant director, says Joe Biden's involvement with Hunter, Hunter's foreign business deals was textbook bribery. Let's take a listen. This is Chris Sweckler, former FBI assistant, head of the bri- bribes division. In
6: the, as head of the criminal division, we saw yeah, this criminal. quite a bit in the bribery cases. It's called stream of services. You sell access or something of value and you get something back in return. But it's not an express quid pro quo. It's just an understanding, but if you can match up the services in, you know, within a reasonable period of time uh, with with the, the thing of benefit, in this case ten million dollars or whatever it is, then you then you have bribery you don't you have to have that express quid pro quo and they were selling mm-hmm. access all you had to do they, they do the big setup and then they put Joe Biden on the phone and just just shows that they have access. Here he is. He's on the phone. I just told you, you know, we can, we can do things for you. And there he is. So, I mean, that matches up perfectly. Then you match it up with the prosecutor gets fired. The prosecutor is, is, is going after Barisma, right within that same time frame. Boy, you're really close to a slam dunk in my opinion.
3: Yeah. Uh, we're going to end it there. We apologize about the short, uh,
4: Okay, so I don't know what happened there. Um, All right, but yeah, so you see um, the Porinchenko call, the bribe that he bragged about, is really at the center. That's the best evidence that they have. But how much evidence do you need? The Democrats, though, want to spin this and say that they were talking about the weather. It's kind of, you know, stupid, stupid town. So here's Jesse Waters on the five before he gave his opening monologue, and again, I still don't have Fox News. I, I uh, get these clips from you know, social media, but here.
3: So the Democrats first said this was Russia disinformation, and now they're saying, yeah, Joe Biden talked to his son's business partners, but it was about the weather. Mm-hmm. So we've made a lot of progress over the last two and a half years. <laughs> Let me show you how this works. A country hires someone because their father's vice president. And then the guy hangs out with the guys who hired him. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to get the vice president on the phone. Vice president talks to all the guys that hired him. And that's why they hired him, because he can get the vice president on the phone. You're selling access. You're selling influence. That's the Biden family business. And it's been that way for four decades. Now, if you're saying that Hunter and his father talk on the phone every single day. Well, what happens the day after the phone call he's on with the business partners (laughs) So you put me on with a bunch of Romanians yesterday while you were in Bucharest. Um, Why are you in Romania? And who were those guys? (laughs) (laughs) Are we still pretending Biden has no idea what's going on here? They're selling the Biden brand. That's what they're getting paid for. And the Biden brand, according to Hunter, was gold. Now, forget about the phone call for a second. Okay, the 20 phone calls. How about all of the dinners at Cafe Milano? You're saying he goes to dinners with the Chinese, the Kazakhstanese, the Greeks, the Romanians, and and it's a dinner where you sit down and you have an appetizer, an entree, and they're talking about weather the whole time. (laughs) I mean, you could do weather for about five minutes, but the whole dinner, it can't be all about weather. Also, we find from Devin Archer that yes... Hunter was hired to get Joe to fire the prosecutor. We also found out that Joe sits down with a billionaire from Russia. And then a month later, Hunter gets a wire from three and a half million dollars from the Russian billionaire. Hmm. And then Hunter flies with Joe on Air Force Two to China. Then a week later, Hunter gets millions of dollars from the Chinese. And then Joe gets on the phone with the Chinese business partners on speaker. And then Joe writes a letter of recommendation to Brown University for the guy's daughter. But Joe has no idea what's going on. Everywhere Joe Biden goes, Hunter gets paid. Joe goes to China. Hunter gets paid. He goes to Romania. He gets paid. Kazakhstan gets paid. Ukraine gets paid. We're not adding this thing up. We're still pretending Joe's not connected to anything. Why does Joe Biden have six different alias email accounts? Why does the family have 20 shell companies. Why is this now a 50 million dollar racket? Now you have two eyewitness people testifying that Joe is aware of what's going on. You have IRS whistleblowers saying the thing was corrupt and there was a cover up. You have FBI whistleblowers saying the same thing. You have suspicious activity reports. You have offshore bank accounts. But the Democrats are like, you know what? The Republicans still haven't really made a connection between <laughs> joe and, and his son's business okay okay if you also forget about all the photographs the voicemails the videos and the text messages yeah. then yes we have not made that connection are they trying
4: it is comical right and that's exactly what the democrats are doing and they got nothing on trump and yet there's like trump this this is probably going to be the end of trump unbelievable double standards and hypocrisy unbelievable off the chart Really, really crazy stuff. This is what they're talking about. This is uh, Dan Goldman, the Hatchet Man. Uh, basically, they they elected this guy in New York so that he could play a role as a litigator because he was one of the impeachment attorneys. So he's like a pit bull for the left to go after, you know, and and to be to get access to all the committee uh, documents. That that's what this guy was elected for. He wasn't elected to serve the people. He was elected to be in the committee and get the documents and get the privileged closed door sessions uh, so that he could relay it to the president, uh, you know, to Biden and to, uh, you know, to the powers that be.
5: Does not contradict the president's statement saying that he never talked to any of Hunter Biden's associates. Clearly he talked whether it's about the weather or whatever, but he said specifically that he's never talked to them. Doesn't this contradict no I, d- I don't know what his comment is and if we're going to well I don't I don't think that's what he said. He never said that he has never spoken to anyone. He said that he had nothing to do with Hunter Biden's business dealings. If he says hello to someone, that he sees his son with, is he supposed to say hi, son? Oh, no, I'm not going to say hello to the other people at the table or the other people on the phone. It's <laughs> kind of a preposterous premise to think that a father should not say hello to people that the son is at dinner with. The son is at dinner with, and that is literally all the evidence is. this like a party
4: That's just an absolute flat out lie. He's lying like Adam Schiff lied. And that's all there is to that. All right, so let's take a listen to Jesse Waters. This is pretty good. This open is just, you know, very informative. And he, I think, did a good job with this. So we're going to use him as our vehicle to share the information. At Near the end of this, he gives a really good um, scenario uh, of analysis with respect to uh, how this plays out in the fall. So, uh, pay attention to that as well.
3: Devin Archer, the man who Hunter Biden once called a Biden just flipped on the first family and it's bad. Archer, who's been in Ukrainian board meetings, Chinese dinners to the Biden family beach house is saying that Joe Biden was on the phone with Hunter and his foreign business partners at least 20 times, 20 times. Archer says it was to sell the Biden brand. And Hunter described the Biden brand as gold. Here's how it worked. President Barack Obama would assign Joe Biden a country to handle. And when Biden was assigned to a country, a dirty company with a lot of problems in that country would hire Hunter Biden because they needed something from Joe Biden. Hunter would have dinner with some crooked foreign kleptocrat. And in the middle of dinner, he'd say, hey, let's call my pop. He'd get his dad on the phone, put it on speaker, and Joe Biden would say hello to Hunter's business partners. And that was what the business partners were paying for, that phone call. They were paying Hunter because he could get Joe Biden on the phone like that. And everywhere Joe went, Hunter got paid. And Joe delivered. Devin Archer told House investigators today that the corrupt Ukrainian gas company, Burisma, only hired Hunter so his father, Joe, could get the prosecutor investigating them fired. Devin Archer testified Hunter was with the crooked Ukrainian CEO when he called D.C. to demand Joe Biden fire the prosecutor. Three days later, Joe Biden flew to Ukraine and got the prosecutor fired and then bragged about it. This is what Democrats impeached Trump for probing. Devin Archer also testified that Hunter pulled the same move with other fat cat foreign execs. Archer says Hunter put Joe Biden on the phone with his Chinese partner, Jonathan Lee. Remember, Joe Biden flew Hunter to China on Air Force Two, where Hunter met Jonathan Lee. Hunter introduced Joe and Jonathan Lee in Beijing. They shook hands. It was a $20 million handshake. The Bidens made $20 million from that Chinese deal. After Hunter was given an equity stake in the Chinese investment firm, the Obama-Biden administration greased approvals for Jonathan Lee to take over American car manufacturers. Joe Biden, who claims he didn't talk to his son about his business, even wrote a letter of recommendation to Brown University on behalf of Jonathan Lee's daughter. Jonathan Lee is a Communist Party power broker who our vice president went to bat for, helping his daughter cut the line in the admissions offices at Ivy League schools. Why? because his family was getting paid. Devin Archer also testified that Vice President Joe Biden personally met with a Russian billionaire, Elena Petrina, back in 2014 while VP at Cafe Milano in Georgetown. Joe Biden had dinner with her. And a month later, the Russian billionaire wired Hunter Biden $3.5 million. Democrats say Joe Biden had no idea who he was talking to
5: it was clear that it was part of the daily conversations that hunter biden had with his father um and it was and and sounded like most of the time uh now president biden didn't even know who the people he was at dinner he was just asked to say hello uh and he would you know talk about the the way he described it several times they asked over and over and over he described What the weather was, how uh, how what's going on on your end. The Democrats went from the
3: laptops, Russian misinformation to Biden was having dinner with Hunter's business partners, but all they talked about was the weather. Now, when I eat dinner, it's usually at least an hour. I'm there for three courses. You can talk weather for maybe five minutes tops. But Biden's talking to a Russian billionaire about the weather the whole dinner. What's it like in Moscow? It's cold. Biden's had meetings at Cafe Milano with the Russians, the Ukrainians, the Mexicans, Kazakhstanis, even the Greeks, all Hunter's business partners. You're saying Joe Biden talked about the weather the whole time and had no idea who he was having dinner with. Even if Hunter puts his business partners on speakerphone with his dad and they don't talk business at all, you're saying the next day when Hunter talks to Joe and they say they talk every day, Joe doesn't say, hey, Hunter... Um, what are you doing in Dubai? And who are those Ukrainians you put me on the phone with last night? Come on. The Biden family was selling access to Joe. The phone call, even if it was weather related, was the access. Biden always delivered on the back end. The Chinese and the Ukrainians got what they wanted out of Biden. Even the Russian lady who bribed Hunter three and a half mil. Joe Biden left her off the sanctions list. The one Russian billionaire not on the sanctions list happens to be the same one who paid the Biden family millions of bucks. But the Democrats say, what was Joe Biden supposed to be, rude and not say hello to Hunter's corrupt foreign business partners?
5: Clearly he talked whether it's not the weather or whatever, but he said specifically that
3: Now we know that Hunter Biden brought his sleazy business partners to the Obama White House over a hundred times. So Joe Biden never asked Hunter, who are all these people? The only thing he asked was, what's the weather like in Bucharest? I mean, at this point, Joe knows more about the weather than Al Roker. So why did Devin Archer flip? Well, because he's going to prison. And he thought, you know, being Hunter's best buddy would keep him out of prison. Devin Archer can't be too happy with Hunter Biden right now. Here's a text he sent to Hunter. Why did your dad's administration appointees arrest me and try to put me in jail? Just curious. Some of our partners asking out here. And then this one. Why would they try and ruin my family and destroy my kids and no one from your family side step in and at least try to help me? I don't get it. Devin Archer was sentenced to a year in prison for stealing $60,000 from an Indian tribe. I think it was more than that. Hunter Biden was a part of that deal and was the only one not to get indicted. Once again, everybody in Biden's orbit arrested, imprisoned, or they're missing. And before Devin Archer's testimony, Biden's Department of Justice sent a threatening letter to Devin Archer's judge, telling him it's time for Devin to report to prison soon. This comes on the heels of us learning about another House Republican that says Biden's got foreign bank accounts They're under investigation. Listen.
6: When we pulled up the first tranche of suspicious activity reports, of which there were more than 170, we then realized that there are more suspicious activity reports on more Biden family members and more information that we've got to dig into and investigate. What we have to do, and we're in the process process of now, is accumulating bank records, not just here domestically, but there are bank records in foreign countries with foreign banks that we also have to get. That takes money and time, um, which we are doing and trying to collect that information
3: Sources tell Primetime that lawyers on House oversight, they're not going on vacation like the rest of Congress for the next six weeks. They're still subpoenaing Biden family bank records. And now they're moving into the deposition phase of the investigation. Devin Archer won't be the first Biden business associate that's going to be interviewed. Tony Bubalinsky and Whitey Bulger's relative, James Bulger, will sit down for interviews. Several federal employees, knowledgeable of the Biden situation, will sit down with investigators. And we expect, when Congress returns to work in mid-September, that the House will have enough evidence to begin the impeachment inquiry. Now, opening an impeachment inquiry turbocharges congressional oversight powers, allowing them to, you know, fast-track and have far-reaching subpoena power and quick court rulings. Now, this will force the media to cover the evidence that we've presented here for years. And it'll force Joe Biden, who's supposed to be out campaigning, to answer questions about why he's been lying for all these years, this could potentially end Joe Biden's reelection campaign, so Democrats have a decision to make. Are they going to get behind Gavin Newsom? Are they going to continue to say Joe Biden's a weatherman
4: the that That analysis at the end is what really prompted me to want to play that clip is we've always been talking that you know Gavin Newsom is probably the heir apparent nominee. They can't they can't support Robert Kennedy because because Robert Kennedy's an anti globalist. And if you know anything about this, it's it's basically this is a war between good and evil, which is basically a war between globalism and anti globalists. People that don't buy into this conscript of globalism. And the two candidates, Robert Kennedy Jr. and Trump, are basically opposed to the globalist agenda. And the, uh, the other two candidates, the, the primaries, uh, well, Gavin Newsom, Kamala Harris, they're all puppets to globalists. Justin Trudeau, you know, all these people that penetrate cabinets. But that's how Biden won. He won because of the globalists. And he has profited because of globalism in every way. Um, but that's uh, we gonna go ahead. and that's uh, that's the that's the key right there. That's the key to it. But um, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out because he's not going to be able to campaign in any way. People are going to constantly bombard him about these questions once all these uh, other testimonies are given. Bobulinski and Bulger. So, you know, there's a lot going on here, and it remains to be seen how this all plays out. Well, you've been listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out magapack.org. Find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. This show is a big part of that, and your donations help keep this show commercial free, which is what we're trying to do here to give you the richest, best content we can. Best analysis. Use Red State over at mypillow.com. And with that, we'll see you next
5: time on the radio.